Well, thank you very much indeed, and it's fantastic uh, to be here with you tonight. Uh, we're going to be looking at uh, that third of the Beatitudes, uh, which is, Blessed are the meek, uh, for they will inherit the earth. And uh, we're going to try and uh, understand it within the context of the Beatitudes as a whole. Uh, we're also going to try and break it down, in particular think about what that word meek really means and what that promise means that we will inherit at the earth. Uh, so to start us off, what I'd love you to do is uh, maybe turn in twos and threes where you are, and uh, your challenge, should you choose to accept it, is uh, to discuss uh, what the word meek means, or if you prefer to think in this way, who is the meekest person you can think of, real or fictional? Uh, I think we need to discount George straight away, so... Uh, let's leave him out. Um, but so either just more generally, what does the word meek mean? Or who is the meekest person that you know uh, or you can think of real or fictional? So just turn in the two or three, just give you a minute to do that. Okay. So... Um, Anybody want to say either a meaning or a, a person? Just put your hand up and I'll try and see you. Don't be shy. Come on, you, were, you were all chatting loads, so you've got plenty to say. Who wants to share uh, who, who, what is meek or a meek person in your mind? Yes, please. Okay, someone without an ego. Is that right? With, like Mother Teresa would be a good example. Thank you very much indeed. Anyone else? Yes. Okay, truly submitted to God as Heavenly Father. Thank you very much indeed. Others. God, there's so much chat. Go right at the yeah, Dave. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yes. She's got it. She's on the money. Definitely. Excellent choice. Miss Marple. Yes, please. Humble. Humble. Great. Thank you. Others. You, Ros, you think Andrew's very meek? Okay, yeah. I don't know you well enough, Andrew, but you might well be. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Good. Anyone else? Great. Meek's a difficult word, isn't it? What does it really mean? Uh, it sounds like weak in English, which is even worse. And, and so, therefore, we sometimes think of meek as someone who's inoffensive, wishy-washy, bland, uh, someone without backbone. Sorry, it's not you, mate. Um, exactly. <laughs> and that, that can be a problem because we, we tend to think uh, we'd love Christians to be a bit more courageous, a bit more risk-taking, a bit more reckless even. And so why, why, oh why, is Jesus saying there is blessing for people who are meek when we're thinking, well, how about courage? How about risk-taking? How about being adventurous? So what we really need to do to get into this beatitude is to see what the word meek really means. And we're going to try and do this in this next uh, section and see. So Jesus is doing several things. He is building on the first two beatitudes, which you may have been here for for the last two weeks. So the first beatitude is, blessed are the poor in spirit. And that seems to be something about saying, I recognize that if I'm honest, I am broken as a person. Of course, I'm made in God's image, but if I'm honest, uh, once I look inside, once I take off the veneer, 
I'm broken. I don't work properly. I don't even come up to my own standards, let alone the standards of God Almighty. The second beatitude is, is blessed are those who mourn. And that seemed to be in particular to be about acknowledging that who we are as people. Broken, yes, but also selfish or self-centered. That we, if we have a choice, we tend, even if we do it subtly, to go for the thing that will be good for us and not good for others. Or we spoil things. Or we undo things. Or we undermine others. And, and quite frankly, a lot of the time, we don't want God in our lives at all. So to mourn our sin is to recognize that, that we were made and loved and rescued by God, but actually we are rebels, and our world is full of rebels. And this next beatitude, blessed are the meek, seems to build on that. But now we're looking outwards. We're not just looking at me and God, but we're looking at me and God and you. So as I look at myself and I look at God, I'm now beginning to look at other people. And how am I to treat other people, knowing who God is and knowing what I'm like on the inside? And that's what uh, meek is going to be about. Now, the word meek is used a lot in the Psalms, as you may know. Uh, We heard it in Psalm 37. In the Psalms, it means people who are humble, uh, people who trust God, particularly in difficult circumstances uh, or uh, where things are tough, where things are hard. Maybe they're being vilified or hounded or betrayed or let down by other people. But the psalm says uh, the meek or sometimes the humble or sometimes the lowly are people who humbly choose to follow God. And God's promise uh, to the humble and the meek is that he will lift them up. And the psalmist often is looking around them as they are in Psalm 37 and thinking everybody else is lifting themselves up. But God says, I will do the lifting, and it's the meek and the humble that I lift. It's also used to describe animals, maybe a horse, for instance, that's been broken in and has been trained to do a job. And in that sense, it means somebody or something that knows they've got a master. So the difference between a wild horse and a domesticated horse is that the domesticated horse uh, will obey what it's asked to do. It still has strength, it still has purpose, but that purpose is to serve a rider or an owner or a master. And so to be meek seems to be uh, to trust in God even when there are difficult circumstances uh, that make it hard to trust in God. It means to have given up trying to be the king of our own lives. To be meek means that I know that I have a Lord and that I have a Savior. And so before I have an opinion or make a plan or launch a strategy, I first of all bow my knee to my Savior. Uh, Now, uh, back into your twos or threes, I wonder if you can, uh, and you may have lots of Bible knowledge, some Bible knowledge, or like George, not very much Bible knowledge at all, And so what I'd like you to do is to uh, pick the three meekest people in the Bible. So your top three meek people 
in the Bible. If, if you don't know, you can have some fun. Great. Okay, great, great, great. So, anybody want to offer their top three? Uh, wave an arm at me so I can see. It can, yes, please. Naomi, for what reason? Yeah, humble, willing to do what she's asked. Thank you very much indeed. Others, George, Moses. Thank you very much. Why Moses? Oh, here we go. See, he's, he's coming back at me on that Bible knowledge thing now, isn't he? Look at this. Yes, please. Mary, because. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so she let God interrupt all her plans. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Yes, please. Yeah, I'll come back to you. Yes, yes, sorry. Yes, Ross, sorry. Yes. Joseph, thank you. As in Joseph and Mary. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, Ross, did you say Jesus? Thank you very much indeed. Excellent. Yes. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Paul and Job. Just give us a sentence about each one. Yeah, and hated, yeah. yeah. Thank you very much. Brilliant answers. Anybody else? Yes, sir. Say again. Oh, Daniel in the lion's den. Thank you. Yeah, okay, yeah. So really, he trusted God, even when it meant being thrown into a very difficult place. Thank you. Brilliant. Any others? Peter. Thank you. Hagar. Ooh. Why Hagar? Yeah, definitely. If you know the story in the Old Testament, Hagar is a fantastic example. Thank you. Great. Any others? Yes, please. Hosea. Hosea. Why Hosea? He did. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And really had to, if you don't know about Hosea, he had to marry a prostitute. It, it was difficult. It was difficult. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. Right. Uh, here we go. Well, George is a smarty pants, but he did hear me this morning. Uh, so... <laughs> uh, Second most meek person in the Bible, if you take the whole Bible, is definitely Moses. In the Old Testament, he's called the meekest or the humblest person in the world. In Numbers 12, 3. He's holding, I think he's holding the Ten Commandments, Andrew. Yeah, I think so. Moses uh, was meek because when he was attacked, he refused to defend himself when his person and his privilege were under attack. He wasn't concerned for his reputation. He wasn't concerned for his importance or concerned for his standing. He wasn't protective of his image. Now, wouldn't you like to be like that? Uh, to, uh, to not be so sensitive to other people. Uh, most of us, I would describe myself as a sensitive person. And the trouble with being sensitive is that what people say to you can really get under your skin. So that the flippant comment that someone makes that they think is, in our family, is called the difference between banter and bunter. Uh, banter is like good-hearted, uh, bunter is hurtful, and, uh, and as parents, we're continually refereeing uh, which is which. And of course, uh, no one agrees on what the rules are, so it's a bit of a silly game. <laughs> but uh, if you're sensitive, then you, that kind of thing, something someone says, 
or something that somebody doesn't say, or some, in a way that someone ignores you or avoids you or cuts you out, really, really hits you hard. And we get cross with ourselves that we are so sensitive and we so care much about it. We, we'd rather not, but the truth is uh, that we do. And I think we'd all like to be less sensitive to what other people uh, think of us in a bad way. Uh, not all of you probably use this yet. I think it's for, um, sometimes for older members of the congregation. Uh, but Sensodyne toothpaste is there famously to help you if your teeth are very sensitive. And just remember back to the last time you had proper piercing tooth pain and just how awful that is and how uh, uncomfortable it is. Well, that's nothing I would say uh, compared to the sensitivity that we all have to what other people think about us and say about us and how they judge us. And deep down, we want to be first, we want to be special, we want to be singled out, we want to be highly valued, we want to be considered, quite frankly, to be amazing people. And uh, it's an agony for our sensitive spirits when we are ignored. Uh, but as Roz said, uh, the person who is most clearly meek in the Bible is Jesus himself. Uh, well done, Roz. Uh, you got the top spot. Uh, Jesus describes himself as meek. He says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. And that word that we have here described, uh, translated as, as humble in heart is that same word, meek. So Jesus himself says, I am gentle and meek. I wonder, I wonder does Jesus strike you as a, a wussy pushover? Because that's, that's what we're worried about, isn't it, when we're talking about me, being meek. We're worried that we'll turn into a wet, soppy, pushover doormat that people, other people trample on. But Jesus never strikes me in those terms. Uh, he was not. He was humble. He was incredibly gentle. One of the things that uh, made me become a Christian was seeing the way that Jesus treated people who were broken and lost and on the outside. And the way that he did that contrasts so enormously to the, to the way that people who are broken and lost or on the outside are treated in so many other cultures. Jesus is sensitive, patient. He's unflustered uh, when people have a go at him. He's merciful. He's forgiving. That's what it means to be meek. And Jesus was angry about the right things. I just think back to what's made you angry in the last week or two. Most of us, if we are honest, get angry about trivia, what that person said, what they wrote on Facebook about me, what they said about this, what they did about that. And we fail to be angry about the things that makes God angry. Injustice, suffering, starvation, people marginalized and left on the extremes. And so we've got to, our anger is all back to front. We almost always get angry about the trivial things that pertain to us and fail to be angry about the things that make God cry and break his heart. Jesus was meek in that he was angry about the right things. And Jesus showed a force of character 
that was held in place by submission to God and the strength to carry on in the face of suffering, especially when it was unfair and of mockery and of bad people seeming to get away with it. That is what it means to be meek. So the question is, do you want to be meek? Now, we started off by thinking, well, maybe meek was, was not a very good virtue. It was too, like, weak. But actually, the more you look into it, actually, meek is really challenging. And meekness is the kind of virtue that we tend to wish other people had rather than us. So it's the kind of thing you want your friends to have, or your parents to have, or your kids to have, or anybody to have, but not you. Because actually, we recognize in our sensitivity that to be the kind of people that put others first and care for them deeply and gently and put their needs and wants higher than our own and to keep going even when people ignore us or are horrible to us or vilify us, that is really hard. And that demands a lot of us. So do you trust Jesus? Do you trust him that when he says, here there is blessing to be found in being meek? I wonder whether you trust him or not. Let's finish by thinking about the, uh, very quickly the last bit of uh, the Beatitude. Blessed are the meek, uh, for they will inherit the earth. Uh, well, what does that mean? Uh, Jesus is quoting from the psalm that we had read to us, Psalm 37. What does that mean, uh, to inherit the earth? In that Psalm 37 that we had read, in a sense, we are overhearing the struggle that God's people have always had. And this is the struggle. The struggle is that we, as God's people, are trying to live life God's way. We're trying to trust Him, trying to be obedient, that we're trying to care for others. And then we look out and we look around us and we see that there are lots of other people in our world and they're making their way in the world by being selfish, by trampling on other people, uh, by putting their own needs first, uh, by uh, basically saying, I will do anything to manipulate and outdo and undermine others so that I can get what I want. And we look out and we say, people like that seem to be doing okay. And here we are following God, and it, we're just suffering. It's hard. It's difficult. And God's people have always, always, always had this conflict in our own hearts. And that's what's happening in Psalm 37, that the psalmist is writing about that conflict. And he's saying, I see all these people who seem to be thriving in the world without God. In fact, they seem to be not only be without God, but they're rebelling against God. They're directly doing the things that he says not to do. And here am I, trying to be faithful, trying to be godly, trying to be trusting, and it's hard. And I get, a, I get given a hard time for it. But we hear in the psalm, as we hear from Jesus, that if you are meek, you will begin to see things differently, and you will see that to serve yourself is ultimately a disaster. And all those who only serve themselves will one day face a reckoning. And they will find that to only have served themselves will ultimately be to lose their soul. This is really serious 
demanding, challenging stuff. The earth, the land, was in the Old Testament the symbol, the uh, picture, the focus of God's promises to Israel. They had to learn again and again and again that in order to get to the land, God's promise, uh, they would get there not by military uh, strategy, not by being really clever, not by outwitting uh, the other peoples around them, but through humility and trust in God. And the same is true for us. We are, if we are Christians, we are heirs of Christ. And we love him, and we trust him, and we worship him, even if that is demanding and challenging. Even if that clamor that is within us that rises all the time saying, me, 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 what about me? Even if we just have to prayerfully put that clamor down and say, serve Christ, love others. As heirs of Christ, we will want to be like him. If Jesus was humble and gracious and sensitive and gentle, then I want to be humble and gracious and sensitive and gentle. I don't want to be defensive about my reputation. I don't want to fight my way to the top. Jesus puts the focus of the blessing in the future. To be meek is to accept that there will be some hard things now. We won't get the glory that we want. We won't get noticed in the way that we do. We will have to sacrifice in order to love others and to put them first. There is sacrifice now for the meek. But there is blessing in the future because to be self-serving is to be self-defeating. And if we strive for adulation and power and prestige and success, we will find that that is the very best way to lose our soul. And so Jesus says one day the, uh, the meek will be rewarded and their patience will be rewarded. It will be an inheritance, not something that we've earned, but it will be an inheritance made possible through the death of the giver, Jesus himself and then given its true glory and beauty by the resurrection of the giver, Jesus himself. There will be a new heaven and a new earth, and there will be pride of place for all those who, knowing their own hard hearts and having lived in humility and dependence on God, have taken genuine joy in putting the needs of others first. So we've had poor in spirit, and we've seen how that's an acknowledgement of our own brokenness. We've had those who mourn. We've seen that that's, in a sense, an owning of our own hearts and the dark places within them. And then we come uh, to the meek. To be meek is to know that about myself. To be meek is to know that God looks at me and he says, Simon, I want to save you. Simon, I want to, I want to remake you. Someone I want to use the gifts that I've given you by my spirit in my world. Being meek is about me looking at others and knowing that they are poor in spirit. And they uh, have hearts of sin and darkness and things that they're hiding. And rather than looking down on them, being meek is to say, I'm a sinner, you're a sinner. 
I'm poor in spirit, you're poor in spirit. But to know that above and beyond all of that, God looks at me and God looks at you and God looks at the person that I don't particularly like and sees them as objects worthy of love and grace. So ultimately, if I'm to be meek, I need to begin to see other people as God sees me and as God sees them. Amen.